Welcome back everybody to Jack Sirwanka Talks. I am Jack Sirwanka and today we have a great guest from Florida, uh, Mr. Jerry Redding. And um, we're going to... Yeah? I just wanted to say uh, thank you for allowing me to be your first guest. Uh, Thank you for coming up with this great idea for a podcast. And I'm looking forward to seeing you as the Chicago White Sox announcer before the age of 31. Alright, thank you, Jerry. And first off, we're going to go all around. We're going to go to the NBA and the NFL. We're going to go Southern NFL, but we're going to start off with the NBA. After declining a $47 million player option, James Harden has elected to come back to the 76ers. He has signed two years um, with a player option. After the first year, he will be making, uh, I'm pretty sure, $33 million in the first year and $35 million if he decides uh, to extend his player option after this next season. Now, a lot of people have uh, said, have a lot of people have doubted James Harden. Once upon a time, an MVP uh, type player for Houston Rockets. But now, over the past couple seasons, he's been overweight and not quite what you would say. So, do you think James Harden was a good signing for tw- or for $30 million? I think he was a terrible signing for a million dollars. Uh, his production has diminished with the new rule that came into place. Uh, he's not the offensive presence that he used to be. Uh, his playoff play has been terrible uh and we can go all go all the way back to houston days and so i think it's a waste of money they could use that on younger uh better players so in my opinion philadelphia is throwing money away all right and i can completely agree with that they have joel Embiid and some other good players and they're just trying to make a championship push with somebody a little bit on the older side who was once a very great player, but uh, he's just gotten old. He's 32 years old now. Last season, he was averaging 22 points with a little bit over seven rebounds and 10 assists. So overall, has had a successful career, but in these past two seasons, he has just not compared to his previous seasons um, where uh, he used to average nearly 30 points every season. And in 2018 to 2019, he was averaging 36 points a game. Now, that's 14 less than what he used to be. And I think he's just going to continue to fall off every single time. Uh, He either goes to a new team or he moves on to each season. Now, uh, since his trade from the Brooklyn Nets to the 76ers at the trade deadline last season, he was averaging 1.5 point less uh, for the 76ers. So, do you think the 76ers will be able to get deep into the playoffs after being eliminated last year? Um, my prediction, I, I think they'll get into the first round of the playoffs and they will dwindle away. Uh, and I'm going to put all the blame on the Philadelphia management for the basketball team and also the play of Harden. Uh, they just won't have enough firepower, and Harden's not going to give them the numbers and the leadership uh, the city of Philadelphia deserves. I agree with that. He was also with Oklahoma uh, City for a while when they used to be very successful with Kevin Durant, 
Uh, he was very young then, only averaging 16.8 points in his best season. But after that, when he, when he took the jump to the Houston Rockets was when he mainly started to step up his game. And we take a look at the 76ers last season. Overall, uh, not a bad season, 51-31. and 31. Uh, came in right behind the Boston Celtics and right before the Toronto Raptors, both in which had very successful seasons and the Raptors were able to win the championship in 2019. And do you think, uh, how do you think this roster for the 76ers will be able to hold up against some other better teams in the conference? For example, like the Celtics, the Bulls, and uh, the Toronto and Toronto, Brooklyn. Well, Brooklyn won't be very good, but how do you think they'll be able to shape up against Boston and Toronto ne next year? I think Boston got a little bit better so far this year. Uh, Milwaukee will always be in contention right now. Um, so that's where I, I see those guys. I'm hoping the Bulls will get a little bit bigger, but I don't see like Philadelphia being number seven. Uh, between the 6th and 8th seed. That's where I see Philadelphia uh, being next year going into the playoffs. Alright, and now we move away from the NBA and we move to the Arizona Cardinals where earlier today they were able to re-sign Kyler Murray to a $230.5 million extension across the course of five years. So is Kyler Murray worth this money or no? I don't think so. Uh, you know, it seems like quarterbacks are making all the money uh, and they can hold out and they can do a, a, a social media blast of going off the Twitter page, Facebook, not liking the Arizona, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, but he showed some real good abilities, but there is a game against the Packers uh, where I think A.J. Green missed the call. And after that, Murray really went downhill. So uh, unless they can really build around him, I don't think he's worth, what, $230 million and $500,000? I don't yeah. think so. All right, but I'm going to take a little bit of a different route here. Uh, Kyler Murray was very successful, especially at the beginning of the season last year. Overall, passing-wise, he was a pretty average quarterback, you could say, with 3,700 yards, 24 touchdowns, and a QB rating of 57.3 with only 10 interceptions. That's about average, maybe a little bit above average. Is he worth all the money that they're giving him? I don't think so, but he's only 24 years old. He'll be 29 when this contract expires, and I think this is a good signing for the long term. Is it a little bit too much money, possibly, if they don't build around him? then I don't think he's going to be as successful as a quarterback as he was hyped up to be when he was in Oklahoma. But uh, this is not his best season. Uh, this is overall a pretty average season for him. He did take a big spike when it came to average yards per pass with uh, 0.8 spikes since the previous season. Uh, less touchdowns, less interceptions, and about everything else other than that, he has not progressed uh, immensely since his first season he's just stayed same he stayed the level all right but now we move on uh to the division where the arizona cardinals are in what you'd say a tougher division and um 
Oh yeah, they're in a, they're in a really tough division, uh, if not one of the toughest divisions around. Uh, I see that they've got the Rams, Super Bowl chance, and they got the 49ers, who were in the playoffs. Uh, they've got the Seahawks, so I'm going to see them being number three out of the West uh, coming out of there, there. But it's it's a fairly tough division, but I don't see them uh, being better than the 49ers or the Rams. I see them being better than Seattle this year, unless Seattle can get... Uh, a, a decent quarterback uh, through free agency. I agree with you there. I mean, Seattle is not set up nicely. Uh, since they traded away Russell Wilson, Drew Locke will probably be their starting QB. 25 years old, has not exactly proven himself as a starter-worthy quarterback. I think the Rams are going to go super deep this season, so I got the Rams going in first. I think San Francisco uh, can do good. I think that uh, Jimmy Garoppolo will probably be traded away. Trey Lance will take a big step up. And I got the 49ers coming in second. So I got the exact same standing as, standings as you unless Seattle can pull in a brand new quarterback. One that's worthy of the starter position and worthy of replacing Russell Wilson now that he's in Denver. Where do you see Jimmy going potentially? Oh, well, uh, the, car, or the 49ers just allowed his agent to look at other teams so I was thinking about saying the Seattle Seahawks but no way that they're gonna just trade it inside the division since they're both in the NFC West the Atlanta Falcons not looking very good this season Cordell Patterson had a nice season last year um, but their main receiver uh, Julio Jones is now in Tennessee I'm pretty sure and uh, their main wide receiver has been suspended all season for gambling. But uh, I don't see them moving anywhere in the NFC North. And the NFC East, uh, the Giants are pretty set with Daniel Jones. They're going to try. So I don't know if they will be able to deal him anywhere. AFC West is completely set with quarterbacks. And You've got the Texans. Uh, I see there that might be an opportunity. Uh Tampa Bay is is a, a deep reach, but that would be interesting. Jimmy G back with uh, Tom Brady. Back as his uh, backup. That's a, that's a nice transition. So when Tom Brady retires, but I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, Tennessee Titans probably not. Uh, Commanders, I don't see it as. I I, I I think it's a move up. I think uh, the the Commanders and the Falcons. You know, even the Dolphins, I think would it would be an improvement if they got Jimmy G over there. Yeah, I agree with all those picks. Um, one thing that I was thinking about was one one reason that Jimmy G could be such a solid quarterback over in San Francisco is because he evolved from behind Tom Brady, and we've seen that has worked in these past couple of years, where a young QB. Uh, develops behind um, an older QB, especially with Alex Smith and Patrick Mahomes. So uh, I think that there's a small chance that we see uh, Jimmy G either go to a city with a very young quarterback like Chicago, Jacksonville, or New York Giants. Um, and I think any of those teams are very likely to go to. So I think they just need all three of those young QBs 
like Justin Fields, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and Daniel Jones just need somebody to evolve behind, especially since Jimmy G has had such a successful career from starting out behind Tom Brady. Right, I guess we're going to have to just see where the preseason goes and how Trey Lance looks uh, and how confident San Francisco feels about moving them, uh, moving Jimmy G, and then also about other teams, of how they're feeling about their existing quarterback and uh, if Jimmy G is worth it. Uh, I, I, I haven't really paid attention what his value is. Is Jimmy G a number one or number two they have to give away? Um I'm not really sure. If he's a, if you give a number two pick away, I think it's well worth it. Well, the only reason that they want to give him away is because they're paying him like $27 million, and they also have to pay uh, Debo Samuel and a couple other stars. And they just don't have the money to keep Jimmy G, uh, Elijah Mitchell, and Debo Samuel, and they want to keep Mitchell and Samuel all around. And they got Trey Lance, who is only 22 years old and could evolve into a great quarterback. So they'll have to pay him eventually. I think he's what year three of his contract. Um, he has yeah. been in the league. This is year two. This is year, year two, two of his career. All right. All right. So. All right. But now we are going to move down to Tampa Bay, where Rob Gronkowski has retired. He announced it a few months ago. He seems pretty definitive this time, and in his replace. And his replacement, they bring in veteran tight end Kyle Rudolph, formerly a part of the Minnesota Vikings, was always very successful there, was a part of the New York Giants, but now has officially signed to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So how do you think this will help Tom Brady? And do you think this will help Tom Brady at all? I think it's a good move for Tampa Bay. Uh, from what I understand, uh there he's number three or number four in the league for the most T TD receptions in the past 10 years uh he's behind Gronk and a other couple good uh tight ends Kelsey and I apologize there's one more and he's number four so I think it's um a great pick uh, a pickup for the Tampa Bay and I think Kyle Rudolph has some great motivation based on where he's at in his career and I wouldn't be surprised if Grok is uh, on Tampa Bay uh, in November, and then you have uh, Rudolph and Gronk in the slot. That should be interesting. I agree with that. If you look at Kyle Rudolph's stats last year with New York, 257 yards, had an average of 9.9 .9 yards per catch. That is, that is his career average throughout 16 games and was able to only get one receiving touchdown last year. But with Minnesota, uh, in 2019, he had six touchdowns, then in four in 2018, eight touchdowns in 2017 for a total of 49 career touchdowns. So I definitely don't think this is quite the replacement of Gronk, of Gronk that they wanted, but he was always a very successful tight end in Minnesota. And I think that he had a little bit of a lower year in New York, but I can see him spiking with a great quarterback like Tom Brady. And first, I think Tom Brady's most successful receiver are tight ends. If we go back and check it, this most, most production is with tight ends for touchdowns. Yeah, that would make sense. Um, all right, but now we look at the entire Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. They have 
uh, Tom Brady at QB. And they have a couple of very solid receivers as well. They have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin uh, is questionable. Nobody knows if he's going to start. But both of those guys having great seasons last year. Mike Evans having, uh, both of them having over 1,000 yards, receiving yards. That's not even including uh, all the receptions that Gronk has gotten over those past couple of years. So how do you think the Buccaneers will fare in their division this year? Um, to keep in mind, uh, they have uh, in their division. They've got New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta, and Carolina. Yeah, I, I think they'll have no problem winning uh, the uh, NFC South. No problem at all. I think they've got um, they've got a couple receivers that probably need to step up. You got Scott Miller. You got Russell Gage. Uh, they're very good at picking up uh, veterans uh, like Akeem Hicks and Kyle Rudolph. So I, I think they'll uh, they will be in the NFC Championship game. That's my prediction. Uh, and then, uh, since you only have them going there, who do you think they're going to lose to? Oh, good one. Uh, I didn't know I'd be getting that question today. Who are they going to lose to? Oh, you got the Rams, right? Yeah. It could be a rematch. That's very possible. All right. And for the final Super Bowl picks for this year, since we may not see you again for a while. Um, what? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but... Right, uh, before preseason, before training camp, who is your pick? Just on paper. For the Super Bowl? Yeah. Oh, uh, boy. The, uh, I, I have a heart for Buffalo, and it's only because I'm old enough to see him lose four Super Bowls in a row. I think it'd be great for the city. So I'm going to, uh, and they've, uh, I, I think they've earned. Uh, their stripes by battling through. So I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills. Alright, and then uh, against who? Uh, well, let's uh, let's do the Rams. I think the Rams have reloaded. Uh, I think Stafford is very comfortable in the system. Uh, and the Rams are doing all the right things. So I'm going to, uh, let's do the Rams. And the Bills, and uh, I assume, Jack, you're going to ask me for a winner of that one, huh? Uh, yeah, who you got? Uh, I'm going to take the Bills. All right, so you got the Bills as your champions, uh, based off no training camp, just straight up on paper rosters. And I'm I'm going to go with the L.A. Chargers. Only went 9-8 and eight last season, but just missed the playoffs. And Justin Herbert's going to take a big jump, I think. And uh, for the NFC, I got the LA Rams. So I got LA against LA. And since they've reloaded, uh, they've gotten uh, Allen Robinson from the Chicago Bears. Uh, They got their main quarterback. They got Stafford, Daryl Henderson Jr. And uh, they didn't lose any severe guys like Aaron Donald or Cooper Cup. So... And the winner of that one, I am going to go with, um, I'm going to go with the LA Rams back-to-back. Well. And, yeah, they just are a very stacked roster. Uh, everybody, everywhere on the offense, they put great pressure on the quarterback, their opponent's quarterback. 
Uh, they were able to get Bobby Wagner, one of the best linebackers over the past decade. And yeah, they, they kept Jalen Ramsey at cornerback, one of the best cornerbacks in the league right now. And yeah, they, this team just doesn't have any gaping holes that can prevent them. Alright, but this will do it. Thank you for listening. We are back every single day. Uh, thank you for coming in, Jerry, and we hope to have you back soon. Alright, pleasure, Jack. Go Bears! Alright, uh, we'll be back tomorrow.